0: hello and welcome everybody to our third part of the next of the series in naturopath collaboration sessions today we have jules pello joining us jules is an amn practitioner we'll explain what that is in a sec she has over 11 years experience in the sports fitness pt biomechanics all of the fitness things in the industry and she has so much wisdom and knowledge behind her and experience and I can't wait to share Jules's story with you today because she is a really fun, fun lady. So welcome Jules.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. So we're going to start today by introducing you and introducing the audience to where you've come from and how you've got to where you are and your offerings. I'd love for you to weave through there your knowledge of AMN
1: beautiful all right well i guess my story first right so everyone has a story um and these testimonials from from people that interviewing interviewing can literally change people's lives so i think i just my hats off to you and round of applause for wanting to be able to spread the word about other people's stories i think it's really powerful that you can touch so many women out there and and men so my story kind of starts a really long time ago (laughs) back when I was a a teenager um, I was a state athlete for a couple of different sports for for New South Wales and um, I had a lot of stress going on in my life at the time and my mum was really really sick with cancer and that left me to have to look after my little brothers and I was working as well to help financially and I was got to a point where I wanted to move out on my own away from all of the stress and the pressure and the emotional side and the emotional stress of that just completely bought me undone. And in a one year period, I went from being a size eight ball of muscle, like just an incredible athlete. I was training every day, sometimes for four or five hours a day around school um, to a size 18 morbidly obese young woman in a 12 month period so that for me was um that was a massive wake-up call there was a time where I was like I didn't know who I was but I tried to hide the fact that I'd become so uncomfortable in my own body by self-depreciation and jokes and you know like I'm I'm the fat, happy chick, and I'm the life of the party. And, you know, like it was always, um, I even had a self-nickname, Killer Jewels. Like how terrible is that? I called myself Killer Jules to get a joke to kind of deflect that I, I knew on the inside that I wasn't being my true self. Um, but there was a big lesson in there for me of how much stress can... Um, you know really bring your bodies undone on a cellular level and it took me 10 years to to come back into finding me again and there was no quick fix for that it was a roller coaster I tried every diet out there that you could name I was on it including the fungus diet sorry, I tried that one. <laughs> You haven't. This is like way back. I'm, I'm talking way back. And um, <laughs> it was um, debilitating because I would lose incredible amounts of weight. But then when I stopped doing the diet, um, I, I would put it all back on again, plus some. So I, it was a perpetual roller coaster for me of up and downs and, and weight weight loss, weight gain, weight loss, weight gain. And I know there are so many women out there that are really, really struggling with that and trying to find their feet on on what fits for them. And um, for me now, diet is a dirty word. <laughs> we don't have diets in our world. So, um, but yeah, so the 10 years I, I, um, I got to a point where I was like, well, I just need to take it back to basics of of what I was doing when I was younger, um, and kind of mitigating the the foods and and of course alcohol as well because you self medicate when you when you get to that point you're so stressed, um, and I was like, okay, well I'm just going to have to take it back to basics, and I discovered that in that point in time that I wouldn't move. If it was just for me, so I was a much better team player. So I put myself back into a situation where um, I had to be in a team, and if I was the weakest link, I let the team down.
0: Ah,
1: awesome! And so for me, that was that was a, a little catalyst, a little jump for me to actually move move forward. So I started outrigger paddling. Uh, absolutely loved the sport. I totally felt like I was completely Polynesian, but I'm so white. <laughs> 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 and um, was really starting to excel at that, and um, then a dragon boating crew here on the Gold Coast actually poached me to go and help them with a, a state title. So I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll do that." Completely different kind of paddling, but you know, we're on the water, we're in a boat, we've got a paddle. How hard can it be, right? And within side of eighteen months, um, I was so immersed in that community, we ended up representing Australia. Wow! Yeah, in China, in Macau. So that was incredible. We came third in the world. Uh, we were a really green crew. We'd only been together for like four months. Uh, most of us had never paddled in a dragon boat before, which was wow. absolutely hilarious. And we were beating professionals from all around the world. But what that meant for me was that I was training for 26 hours a week. So that's a part-time job there's a lot of pressure on the body and in dragon boating you're only paddling on one side of the body uh, whereas in outrigging it's very even you're paddling from from side to side uh, I ended up with an incredible back injury from that to the point where I had the girls had to actually lift me out of the canoe so that I could stand and, and walk away from it um, after we finished our world title. There was an 18-month period where I couldn't walk at all in the mornings. My back was so bad. Um, I had to crawl myself out of bed, get into the bathroom, pull myself up into the toilet, and my husband would dress me. And that's how I was starting my days. And um, then he would take me like I was very, very fortunate that I had my own personal training business at that point in time. uh, And we had an at home studio. So he would walk me out to the studio and I would sit there and wait for my next clients to come in. And so you can imagine being a personal trainer And you're training people to not injure themselves and to look and feel well. And I was just in the deepest, darkest hole. And I felt like I was an absolute failure at my craft and just was searching constantly for ways to heal. And because I was already on that holistic path, I refused to take medications Doctors couldn't find out what was wrong with me. Um, Nothing was showing up on scans. You know, I I got to the point where the the medical community was, well, it's all in your head, but we can go in and do some exploratory surgery and we'll see what we can find. And that was like massive alarm bells to me. I'm like, well, if you can't find what's going on in my body, and I knew that there was something terrible going on because I felt like I was 80 I went from being able to jump out of bed at 4.30 in the morning and smash out a day to not being able to even feel like I was going to be able to wake up in the morning successfully. And yeah, they they were like, oh, well, we'll just do this exploratory surgery. I'm like, no, you're not. And that's when I started looking more um, more holistically, like what can I do myself to help me heal. And I found a quote by Bruce Lipton, which just completely struck me. This man is an incredible guy, and it was all he was talking about epigenetics. You know how we um, perceive things differently. We perceive our environment differently. We, we take on cellularly different things um, from our environment to what somebody else might. And so I started looking for areas of brain changing. And I looked at EFT, emotional freedom technique. Um, I tried that. It would work for a little while, but then I would get the pain back. I was doing acupuncture and and all sorts of different things. Uh, And then I happened across a company called biomechanics method. And I thought, well, you know what? I've tried everything else. I'm just going to give this one a crack and see what happens. And they were teaching, it was a course. I was teaching people how um, to be able to, understand fascia and fascial lines and manipulating muscle through trigger point therapy and looking from the feet up approach in a physical sense. And for me, I was like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. And within using this protocol that they were introducing to me within sort of three months, I was virtually pain-free. Wow. So I was like, whoa, okay, well, this is, this is kind of cool. And I started integrating that into my personal training practice because I thought, you know, how many people like I was only in pain for 18 months and I was a completely different person. Like I went from being incredibly gregarious, so outgoing, just in love with people, the absolute cheerleader, encourager to just wanting to give everyone the bird. (laughs) I didn't even want to step outside my house. Um, it was awful, so it completely changed who I was emotionally, mm. and I got sick of hearing myself saying, "I'm in pain, I'm in pain, I'm in pain," and um, yeah, that it just it totally rocked my world. And I thought, "I'm in pain for 18 months. There are people out there that have been pain for 10 years. How on earth do they survive?" Like I totally in that moment got the that feeling that a, a person would get to to want to give up living. Yeah, I totally in that moment felt that in every part of my being, and I was like, this is this is terrible. People need to know that there's healing out there available to them, and so I started introducing the biomechanics method um, into my practice. Uh, I end up having a lot of like stroke patients would come to me which was amazing and then all of a sudden with working with them and integrating brain function which I only knew you know a minute bit about I was able to help them to get functioning back in areas that the doctors had told them that they couldn't or they would never have that again so fine motor skill stuff um core control all these kind of things and i was like there's there's more to this there's there's something going on like this was in the time when they were saying that that's the brain the brain is it like it doesn't change it can't move it's not plastic it can't relearn things what you got is what you got and i was completely intrigued about the plasticity that was happening with people's brains that I was working with. Um, And that set me on my course for for looking um, into neuroscience. And um, Dr. Caroline Leaf was an incredible inspiration to me in that area. And then um, as it happens, Big Brother must have been watching what I was searching for on the internet. And I started getting these ads on my Facebook feed for amn which is applied movement neurology i'm just going to check that out and i tell you what from that first click to four years later nearly four and a half i have been absolutely mind blown every single day like i'm not talking like little little i'm talking like completely mind blown (laughs) since that first click and um yeah, recognizing and reading their first course, which was a foundational course on how the brain and functional movement just go hand in hand. Yeah. So for me that was that was where I got to that point. And then um a massive change in our life. I just started studying the AMN and my husband got diagnosed with uh, aggressive throat cancer. Oh
0: nice. So
1: it was Whoa. it was just it was perfect timing. It really, really was. So here I am learning a brand new craft on how to change the way that the body vibrates um, as far as inflammation mm. goes. To having the virtually the best guinea pig in the world <laughs> right in my home. So um, for for us, that was. There was a lot of um, trepidation around it because I'd already dealt with cancer um, growing up with my mom and then I'd had subsequent family members that had passed away from it as well. And then being able to come to an understanding of where cancer actually comes from, like it's an emotional response from how we perceive our environment through the AMN paradigm, I was like, this is just incredible. So a completely changed the way that we looked at his diagnosis and how he felt going through that as well and really really happy to say that you know this is three years later and and he is um fighting fit and so healthy like it makes me sick
0: (laughs) Oh, goosebumps that's so cool so cool yeah so and pretty like i've talked with other practitioners before about oncology and about cancer diagnosis and you know, the journey of how people get there and how they sort of overcome it. And one of the big things that, um, w- that consistently is said is that a lot of people are disempowered because they don't realise that there are choices. So what mm. a beautiful place for your husband to be in and for you as well yeah. to really, like, learn to trust in your art and your gift to be able to help out. So,
1: wow, how awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And and you're right. that People don't know. And I know, you know, we went through um, the system, the medical system as well. He didn't have chemotherapy. He was told that he had to have chemotherapy and we refused. Um, we just didn't want that uh, in evading his cells as well. So um, we chose for using a lot of holistic medicine. We found an incredible holistic doctor that, um, they recommended for him to have radiation. So he, he did have a course of radiation um, and it really, really put his body um, into like a, a massive spin. So being able to do AMN with him every single day after he'd come home from an appointment was, it was an incredible honor, yeah. um, but it was also very, very trying, very taxing. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, to rest a lot. So there was a lot of nutritional stuff as well. You know, we went through um, meeting after meeting with their dietetics nutritionists and, and whatnot. And they were telling him just things that I was horrified about. Yeah. And as a, a sports nutritionist already, I had an understanding of, of nutrition and um, I was just mortified at what he was told to eat, to keep weight on. So mm. we politely refused <laughs> their advice yep. and um yeah we just loaded his body up with with good stuff
0: amazing amazing which makes sense because every cell of our body is reliant upon what we're putting in our mouths like those exactly. cells particularly the fats on the outside are made of the fats that we take in so if we're only putting yeah. the crappy fats in we're going to have crappy cells and same goes with all of our nutrients so yes i totally hear you on what is often sort of banded about for people to put weight on yeah. versus like actually bringing in the nourishment and the, the proper nutrition is such a huge um, polarity between those two sides. But uh, hopefully more people are sort of coming around to the fact that they've got a choice at the very yeah. least. They just need to know that they have a choice, that there is other yeah. ways to look at it, which is so cool.
1: Absolutely. There's definitely other things that they can do. And I mean, there's other things that we probably could have done with Glenn as well, but you know, what we, what we did and what we chose worked because of our belief factor. Yes. That was a huge thing. Massive. Yeah. And so from there, of course, there was a lot of stress surrounding that. So appointments, he actually had to uh, stop work straight away, which meant, um, I had to restart my business again. So just rewinding like the 12 months before. So I I had an incredible personal training biomechanics business. I was doing group fitness classes, working with a lot of schools, doing um, dance, like group dance fitness for kids, which was incredible. Um, But it required a lot of time and effort, of course. And we had, um, within that 12 months before his diagnosis, had taken on a whole family of foster kids. And within that process, um, it meant that one of us had to become a full-time carer because it was, there was a lot of work involved with being a foster parent. And, um, so essentially my business, I I had to cut it right back and I was probably doing three to four clients a week and then running around with the kids to their different appointments that they had, of course, had to be to and, and whatnot. from from that to then hubby getting diagnosed, um, the kids had actually gone back to their family at that point and um, it was only two weeks before his diagnosis that they went back uh, wow. to their family and yeah, then having to restart my business from scratch so that we had an income to be able to pay for the holistic stuff because none of that was covered. So. Um, that he needed. So I found myself working 80 hour weeks, wow. looking after a sick husband and trying to manage a household. And it brought me undone. Yeah. I tell you big time. So <laughs> um, I'm that positive person. That's like, Oh no, you'll be fine. We'll just good night's sleep. We'll, we'll all be okay and be back into it. But And I already knew cellular trauma causes issues in the body. Um, Wasn't doing um, AMN on myself, which I know in hindsight, I should have been. I was the most important person in this situation and I should have been putting my health first so that I could take care of of everyone else. And um, that was another lesson learnt for me big time. (laughs) And it um, was only probably 18 months ago now that I was diagnosed with three autoimmune conditions. So it was Hashimoto's, adrenal fatigue, a leaky gut and possible celiac, but I've been gluten free for 15 years. And so I was a
0: challenge, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to go and eat
1: like several slices of white bread for six weeks to like, ever, um... ever.
0: <laughs> could not, yeah.
1: could not do that. Yeah. And so, um, I got to another, another point, another turning point in my life Do do I do for me what I've been doing for everybody else for such a long time? Um, or do I just crash and burn? Because again, it become an absolute struggle to drag myself out of bed and it was terrible. And of course there was a big lead up of stressful situations like being in chronic pain for 24 seven for, you know, years. And, um, there was subsequent weight weight gain from that because my lymphatic system just crapped itself, basically. (laughs) And um, my metabolism just went haywire. And because of these emotional traumas that my body had taken on, um, it just exploded or imploded again. So I was facing a second internal implosion in my life. And um, I was like, you know what, I just got to get to, I just have to, Shut my face and take on my own advice, and do what I tell every other woman that I'm doing AMN with all around the world. That you need to look after yourself first, and so I started putting in self care practices in the morning, where I would not touch my phone or an electronic device before I'd gone outside and sat in the sun and grounded, and. Um, I was already, of course, exercising. So just making sure that the exercise that I was doing outside of my classes was something that was serving me. So, you know, um, beautiful yoga moves and just things that were really going to be able to help to nourish my mind and body, Um, making sure that I was meditating, getting enough sun, like this whole don't go out in the sun thing. Oh my goodness. It's such a killer. Yeah. People have got the most incredible resources. Like God has given us this most incredible planet with everything that we need on it to be happy, healthy human beings. And we have somewhere along the way forgotten how to use these resources. And so I worked on resetting my circadian clock. Um, I worked daily on myself with AMN. I had a whole host of women in our um, AMN Company that were working on me on a daily basis as well, and I changed the the way that I was consuming different foods. I looked at evolutionary nutrition, where I wanted to to heal my brain because understanding AMN and knowing the body, it is all here first, Mm -hmm. and then in the body. And so I worked on on getting like so much DHA into my brain. <laughs> Amazing. And that in turn helped me to, to really heal. And I'm so excited to tell you that now only four weeks ago, I have been undiagnosed Yes, with autoimmune. So it's possible to come to come out of that place. Yes. I know a lot, of, a lot of people have told once you have an autoimmune disease that there is no turning back. You just have to kind of manage your symptoms uh, as best you can, but you can heal from that.
0: Yeah, totally. And it takes time. And I think that that's what... Um, In this world of instant gratification that we live in, you know, I feel like this, I buy this, it will be delivered to me. You know, we can just get anything at the click of a button most of the time these days that with our health, we have this unrealistic expectation a lot of the time, but obviously it takes work to get to that point and also takes work to heal from that point. So it's so lovely that you can share that with people because it can at least give some people, it might spark a little bit of hope but also motivate them to be like, okay, I know that I need to do the work to get to that point too. So it's great.
1: Yeah. And in the scheme of things, like really, it's not that much. And this is the kind of approach that I take with my clients in helping to change habits. It's just, let's implement this habit now for this next three weeks let's just get that rolling along in your life so that it's not even thought of. Yeah. So at first it might be a little inconvenient, but so is being incredibly unhealthy. Right. (laughs) So I think when, when it's too overwhelming, when we're making changes, like if I told everyone everything that I did all at once to make the changes in, in my life and in my health, I think most people would go, oh, no, that's just too hard. (laughs) I don't think I can do that. What, fasting? You fasted? What? You went a whole day without food. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I built up to that. So, I mean, it's, it's incredibly empowering when you know that you actually have control. And I think with AMN to my greatest um, love with with the protocols that we use with AMN is that i 'm actually teaching people why their body is doing this like it 's telling you something. pain is the end result. Or malfunction is the end result of something else, like a trauma or, you know, something else that's going on in the life. And there has been lead up to that. Your body's been telling you things. But if you don't know the code, if you don't know how to, you know, decrypt that, how do you know that a sore shoulder can mean that you're, you're having, um, you know, you've got extra inflammation in your heart at that point in time? That's it. Like how, how do you know if your calf, calf muscles are really tight that your adrenal system is too highly charged? Like people don't know that. So with AMN, we're able to share, you know, well, this is, this is why this part of your body is hurting right now. And when we reverse that charge and we start talking to that, this is how we can change it. And, and sometimes, most of the time, it's, it's instantaneous changes. Amazing.
0: Yeah. So good. So, so good, Jules. I love it. I love the, the, not only do you practice it, but you also have healed those closest to you and healed yourself with it, which I feel like it's that really, really powerful belief, like you said, which helps other people have that hope before they even get started on it. So it's a really important part of the journey that somebody uh, connects with their practitioner and connects with their art and their gift Before going, because, you know, like anyone, even if they're feeling like they're stuck or they're feeling like they're in pain and all these things, they're so accustomed to that. And then asking them to change habits to heal, as you probably see on a daily basis, people can be really stuck in their little habit loops and to ask them to change can be a really big deal. So it's so awesome that you help them step forth on that journey um, with their habits as well, because it, I feel like that's really what probably runs our life 95% of the time is our habits.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's it's learned and perceived behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's most of the time ingrained in us mm. and um, usually those habits are formed in our informative years between the ages of, you know, five and nine. And that's how we learn how to be adults. So, you know, if, if you've learned how to do something as an adult from a, from a childhood experience, when you're basically a little parrot or you're completely hypnotized all the time because you're absorbing, um, you know, in this theta brainwaves that, that you're just kind of only working out a theta. So, um, you know, these things that form us, these emotions, these uh, stories that have been told to us are actually cellular. Yeah. So to change somebody's habits, it's, changing something on a cellular level and that's massive it is and it is. to be able to do it just step by step of course it's going to be much easier than just you know jumping in feet first i'm the jump in feet first person but not many people are
0: yes totally totally and they and there's a lot of people who need their handheld to know that it's safe to take that next step too which is really important absolutely So everyone has their story and they all have their reasons why they are the way they are. And so it's really important that they, you know, source that right practitioner that will take them on that journey. So it's really cool. I'm so excited to share this with more people, Jules. It's really, really cool.
1: Thank you. I'm excited too. I'm hoping that it will just, even just one person, if it will just help, you know, to change the way that they perceive what they're going through um, or even just to reach out to to be able to find out some more information um, holistically, with with you know if they're going through a condition or they have cancer or whatever whatever it is, even just emotional stuff. I mean, there's so much depression out there now, oh, yeah. so much anxiety. Yeah. Um, here's a little kicker: you know, most anxiety is driven by your pelvic floor. How is that? Wow, that <laughs> how, how does, does
0: really- that even fit? Mm-hmm. So, interesting.
1: so yeah and there's so many women out there now that are suffering from you know pelvic floor issues yeah. um, whether it's you know 2 toned or undertoned or whatever um, it's it's a part of a system called the emotional motor system uh, and we use this emotional motor system through AMN and it's driven by the autonomic nervous system, which is supposed to be one of the supports is the pelvic floor. So there's a whole host of different systems in your body that are supposed to be supported by that, including your respirator- respiratory system, the way that you yeah. breathe yeah, and um, the way that you speak.
0: Wow. Wow. So, yeah,
1: That's I know. So important.
0: And then if I relate that back to my yoga philosophy for a moment if you if we're talking pelvic floor we're talking base chakra into sacral chakra and we're talking about like is that person feeling safe are they stepping into their creative self and then if it's affecting their lungs and their breathing you know most of the time people are using about this much of their lungs each day and they're using their accessory muscles for breathing and you know so you can just totally i can see from exactly what you've just said how anxiety is running rife a hundred percent So interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So switched on um adrenal system, sympathetic nervous system, match with emotional motor system overdrive. Oh boy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Totally. (laughs) And it's a learned habit.
1: So interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So Jules, this is awesome info and more people
1: need to know about it. So where can they find you? So on Facebook. You can find us under Metamorph Health and Fitness, um, or you can just reach out to me, Jules Pellow, but Jules is spelt J-U-E-L-S. If yeah. you can't find me, that's why. Just turn <laughs> it around a little bit. I'm always different. <laughs> Love it. Love uh, it. Also, uh, online uh, website is metamorphhealthandfitness.net. Awesome.
0: I'll add those to the show notes. So anyone wanting to connect with Jules, please do. She works online so you can connect with her from anywhere in the world. So make sure you check the show notes, get in touch with her because more people need to access this amazing, amazing AMN technique and help you break your habits. There's like this, there's a really cool, um, Book that I've read lately that's breaking the habit of being yourself and it just popped into my mind and I'm like, oh this is like the living version of this, right?
1: <laughs> that is so such cool. a great book. Yeah, such a great is. book.
0: It is really, really cool. So thank you everyone for listening or watching if you're on the video version and I will see you all on the next episode. And thank you so much, Jules. It's been a pleasure having you on and thank you so much for sharing all of your Thanks. gifts and talents and stories. It's been wonderful.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, honey. Thanks.